cities are incredible places to live, to visit, to see, to feel. One thing that all cities have in common is a transport system, which is often the heart and soul of how a city functions and how its people form communities. Urban Heartbeat is taking you on a global commute to see what's happening in the world's greatest cities. I'm Stephen Bishop. Buckle up or jump on board, because we've got places to be and people to meet. On today's global commute, all lines lead to New York City. Everybody knows it, and everybody wants to be a part of it at least once in their life. Prior to 2020, the Big Apple, as it's affectionately known, was attracting some 30 million visitors annually, on top of its already vibrant and colourful 8 million plus residents across its five boroughs. You know the ones. Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Staten Island. You'd have to have been living under a rock to never have heard of these at least once in your life. The New York City subway is what really keeps the city pumping. Like arteries and veins to all the necessary parts of NYC's enviable body. With the largest amount of train stations of any metro train system in the world at 472, and an average weekday ridership of 5.6 million people, you can really only be in awe at the scale and influence that the New York City subway has. On that note, I think it's about time we found someone in the know to tell us about life in the Big Apple and life on the subway. This is a Brooklyn-bound 5 Express train. The next stop is Brooklyn Bridge City Hall. We are coming live from New York and I have a very special guest who is, I'll let her do all the introductions. Please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Damali Alexander. I am located here in lovely Brooklyn, New York, where I was born and raised. And I go way back with the host. (laughs) The host and I go way, way, way back. We have known each other for (laughs) a great number of years, roughly 17 or so, I'd say. And we actually met in New York. That's impossible. I'm only 20. (laughs) Well, then we met when we were were three. (laughs) But so Tamali is, yes, a a Brooklynite in New York and um, knows New York very well. And I'd love to hear a little bit uh, from Damali about uh, what life in New York is like at the moment, uh, mm. and and we'll talk and we'll get into where it's heading and and yeah, some of the good things, some of the bad things. So, um, what are some of the things you like about the subway? Like, I guess pre-pandemic, but also something that you're looking forward to about the subway when things get a little bit more um, back to normal. So pre-pandemic, I just like I said before, the efficiency. Yeah. Um, there are no traffic jams. <laughs> <laughs> so you can relatively count on it, right? I mean, there are obviously moments where things happen. There's a sick passenger or another a stall train in front of you. So these things happen and you predict for you can predict and prepare for them to some degree, but not they don't happen so frequently where, you know, you always have to, you know, allocate additional time. Excuse me. So it's super easy to plan your travel around um, the subway. And it's such an extensive system that you can get to most corners of the entire city, meaning all five boroughs, relatively easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I 
have always um, loved. And um, I think the second part of your question was things post. Yeah, like that you're like, looking forward as we to get back. getting back to normal and mm. what you will, like you just imagine, you know, it's a, a regular work day and you're sitting on the subway. Uh, what's something you'd be like really happy to see again? Huh. Hmm. That's a really good question because I think I mentioned before, like, this is kind of my perfect life right now (laughs) (laughs) because the city's, like, less crowded. So I feel like I have it to myself, even though so many things aren't open. Um, But I want those things to open, but for the density to remain the way it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little selfish with my city. What can I say? (laughs) But, um, I mean, most people will – I'm surprised to – miss this actually because you obviously don't see the showtime guys as much <laughs> and the <laughs> you entertainment want to just explain to people what the showtime guys are <laughs> so the are. subway entertainment subway entertainment i will i will call it subway entertainment <laughs> and it can range from musical entertainment so you have um artists who would actually some of them will position themselves at certain stations on the platform and sing or and play an instrument some people will perform on cars we have so we have musicians we have dancers which the showtime guys would kind of fit into the dance um and why are they called the showtime the guys just <laughs> so they're not actually i think everyone refers to them as showtime so that's what the lo- they have that, a lot that's what the locals call them yeah i think so yep. i mean there was that local ad a couple of years back where it says this poll is for holding on, not for showtime. So even even the advertisers that worked on the MTA campaign recognize the importance of the term showtime. Yeah. Yep. So showtime is what they're these groups of guys, and I don't they don't all know each other, but throughout the city where you can you're bound to well, you were bound to um encounter them at some point in your travels, where it'd be like a group of maybe three or four team of three or four and they're dancers and what they do is they typically it's not break dance but they play like kind of some hip-hop music it's almost acrobatics and dance together and they like perform using the poles of the um subway cars while the subway's in motion it's incredible what they can do It's never fun when you're standing on a crowded train. You're just like, oh, my gosh, I just don't want to hear this noise. And I don't want to have to move to get out your way because I don't want to get kicked in my face. Like, I just, you know. But now, you know, the subway is so quiet, so clean, so quiet, so spread out that I kind of miss hearing them come on board saying, it's showtime. What time is it? Showtime. (laughs) I'm probably going to regret saying this on record, but (laughs) I know the moment they come back, I'm going to be like, I'm sad at these Showtime guys. Go away. So just out of curiosity, how Mm. many times um, would you come across those groups uh, in an average week? Or is it sort of like you see it once a week or once every few weeks or... It's hard to measure because it's any time of day, any, I don't know. um, Yeah. So it's, I would it's say, all across the day. All across the day. I would say it's relatively easy to come across, well, was relatively easy to yep. come across that maybe weekly at least. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, would, I feel confident in saying about weekly. 
Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and is there um, any particular uh, lines, subway lines, that mm. uh, you think those groups might be more prevalent mm. on? No, they're everywhere. They're just <laughs> everywhere. I, yep. They're everywhere. I've seen them on every subway line. Every subway line. Um, so it's not like uh, you don't feel like it's uh, catered towards a tourist um, areas or anything like that. It's really no, it's a, it's a local thing. No, I don't think so. It's they're everywhere and they everywhere. come from everywhere. So you're yep. just bound to see them yeah, <laughs> at some <that> point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen them quite a few times, but I know that uh, I've had many friends that visit New York and have visited multiple times and haven't come across them. And it's interesting. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe out. they were taking Ubers. <laughs> Maybe they were as well. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of lines, <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you if you had any favourite or least mm. favourite subway lines in New York, like for any any reasons. Yes. So I definitely have some favorites and my favorites are always going to be based on efficiency and consistency and reliability. Okay. Um, my favorite line would be the Q line yep. and um, which is, which runs through Manhattan from 96th street on and second Avenue of Manhattan all the way to Coney Island in Brooklyn. Okay. And it is, it's an express train in Manhattan and it runs locally in Brooklyn, but it's such an efficient line that even if you live pretty south in Brooklyn, you can, it's so reliable and um, rarely has any issues or like breakdowns or drama. There's just not much drama on that line for the most part. So I really love that line. Uh, Let me think. I have a, I must have another favorite. This is a favorite and not a favorite but for two very different reasons, because, again, my favorites are related to efficiency. The A train is a very efficient line as well. Okay, yep. Um, it used to be a, not my favorite at all, even though it was very efficient, but it's actually over the years, it's fine, because the A train, There, I mean, I'm sure your listeners have who visited or have heard of New York, they know of all the gentrification and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like the city has changed um, yep. over the last 15 years, but, like, in the last, I wouldn't say seven, you can really see the difference. So the A train used to run through, and I still would say, I feel comfortable in saying this, it still runs through some of the dodgiest areas in all the boroughs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Manhattan, the dodgy areas of Manhattan, the dodgy areas of Brooklyn, the dodgy areas of um, Queens. Yep. Um, but these areas are less dodgy than before. But okay, they, so they they've still improved. get some, you know, it's, it's definitely improved, but it's always been a very consistent line. So- Efficiency, okay. I, you can. It's a dependable line, so I cannot um, say anything negative about it there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's definitely improved greatly. But I do have some true not favorites. Um, the F Please train explain. is definitely. It's so local everywhere, and it's so slow. Uh, <laughs> and by by when you say local, um, I'm understanding that you mean it's. It makes a lot of stops. It makes a lot of stops. Yeah, there's yeah. local and express lines for. Each grouping, I would say. Yep. And um, so it's definitely a local train in Manhattan, in Brooklyn, Queens. Like, it's just slow. So it's and, slowness. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Damali, just give us a little snapshot of how life is there at the moment. So it is, we're still in the midst of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, we are, I believe, in phase three of reopening um, here in New York City because we shut down months before many other cities in the country. So we're further along in our recovery, so to speak. Um, and what the phase that we're in right now in this city allows us to have outdoor dining, um, which has been a godsend. Yeah. <laughs> so many people yep. are out. And obviously it's summertime here. So the heat and humidity has really gotten the best of everyone. And more people are out than I think, you know, I think people are just willing to take their chances. I mean, everyone, for the most part, we're respectful. We respect the virus. People are wearing their masks, doing their best to um, respect the six feet rules. But it's clear that New Yorkers have no idea what six feet of space actually means. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're used to being pretty crowded in. (laughs) Yeah, but we're definitely, um, there's a lot more space between us um, typically in stores than there ever has been. So people are, are really respecting it. Um, but yeah, we are really happy to be able to go to restaurants and eat outdoors, obviously not to capacity. So there's a lot more re- reservations being required. And um, so it's a little tricky in some ways, but once you, you know, get the hang of it, um, you kind of plan ahead. So there's a lot yeah. more for forethought that needs to take place. And for many people, that's the first time they've ever done that. For me, it's like, this is almost like my perfect world in some weird ways. But, yep. you know, <laughs> it's, it's relatively speaking, it's good. Considering where we were, we're yep. definitely on the up and up. So the energy is there. You can feel that people are going to go to the beaches a lot more and things like that. Yes, New York City has beaches. <laughs> and so in terms of people getting around, obviously um, the subway is a massive part of that. How has that uh, shifted in this in time in this time frame? Great question, um, and I'm happy I'm able to actually add a little insight to that because I've only now started to take the subway again. Um, wow! I think three weeks ago was the first time I've taken the subway. I'd taken the subway since March of this year, and that would be five months. And I'm someone who frequents or used to frequently use the subway system because it is so efficient. Um, What's different is that it's no longer, well, it's not 24 hours. I don't know if we're going to revert back to that, to be honest. Um, But what they've done probably for the first time in my life, they are now cleaning the subways. Wow. Ding, ding, ding. A clean New York City subway. That sounds like. Rocket science, right? It took them only a pandemic, a global pandemic to uh, say, huh, maybe we can shut down for a few hours a night and clean it. So, but yeah, so the subway system right now, it closes at 1 a.m. and it reopens at 5 a.m. So it shuts down for four hours where they actually clean the subways, which is fantastic because you enter, you can feel, it feels different. It doesn't have the same stench. Wow. (laughs) Okay. um, This is actually a noticeable difference. Noticeable difference. And it's the summertime. So if you've ever been to New York City and you've ever taken the subway during the summer, it's another world and another climate, right? And yeah. you cannot breathe. And when you have the f- hot funk, yeah, it's, it's not fun. <laughs> so it's just hot, less funk. Um, however, there is definitely a downside to this. So obviously there are far more positives, but what this has really highlighted for us 
is a problem that we've always been aware of here in New York. It's the homeless crisis. Yep. Okay. Um, but having the subways evacuated, essentially, like for those hours a day, you actually see more homeless people on the street. And I mean, in the outer boroughs. So in Manhattan, it's not so uncommon to see homeless people in the street. Um, but you do notice the increase even in the numbers, it's like multiples, mm-hmm. right? You almost are starting to see the attempt at these tent communities. Yes. Which the city is really cracking down on and putting like scaffolding and blocking up buildings and making it really difficult for people. But I don't think the city is paying attention to the core need, like the crisis, the rising rates of rent for the last, who knows how, like 15 years is Mm -hmm. a problem already. And that increased the homelessness crisis. And now Corona with evictions and it's just, they're not getting to the root, but um, that is one big noticeable um, negative, you know, uh, it's it's confronting like so many things right now for us. Yeah. Yeah, Stand clear of the closing doors, please. And so I want to finish off with uh, a question that will sort of maybe summarise like New York from a mm. local experience um, from yourself. So what would be, if we were travelling on the train today, which station would we be getting off at and why? Per my recommendation? Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Closing my eyes here, guys. I would, okay, so we're getting off at Franklin Street Station off the one line, which is one of the red lines, which is a local line. Mm -hmm. And we're getting off. When you get off at this station, you are in my favorite neighborhood in the entire city, and it's called Tribeca. And Tribeca, actually, the name itself stands for the Triangle Below Canal Street. So Tri, Triangle, there, below, ca, canal. <laughs> so Tribeca. <laughs> so there's a little insight there, guys, to the names. And um, I have loved this neighborhood since 1998. And why I know that year is because that's the year I graduated high school. Don't do the math. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I moved back to the city because I went to high school in another state. And I just remember that was the first time I really maneuvered around the city on my own. Like I've, oh, my mom has always worked in the city. So I used to go into Manhattan all the time, but never alone. Right. So this is when I started to have my wings and uh, Tribeca was not the way it is today, but I loved it then. And for the same reasons that I love it today for, it is such a charming like neighborhood, um, all of the cobblestone streets and the architecture and the lofts and the, just the sizing of the windows of most of the buildings, you can really just get Beautiful. lost. Um, it's easy to get lost in the beauty, I think. And it's definitely, I, I feel, I think it's the most expensive neighborhood in all of New York City now. I'm okay. not, don't quote me because those things change all the time, but it's definitely up there yeah. in terms of property pricing. But it has so much to offer, um, and I can see why it became the neighborhood that it has become because of that charm. You know what it's like? It's like you're on the island of Manhattan, which offers so much convenience, but it doesn't have the Manhattan hustle and bustle feel. 
because it's so far downtown. It almost has a a little bit quieter. Has like a Brooklyn energy, but it's on the island. So that for me, I think being a Brooklyn girl who's like a city girl to the max who loves Manhattan. It's the perfect neighborhood for me because the truth is I love Manhattan and I love all the conveniences and everything right then and there. But the thing that I like about Brooklyn is that it's a tiny bit slower pace, tiny bit. It's not slow at all, but it's just a little quieter, less crowded, like Corona, New York, you know, meaning COVID New York, I should <laughs> yeah, say, because Corona is actually a neighborhood yeah. in New York City. That's true. <laughs> like COVID-19 <laughs> so New York City. Confused. So like all of, the co- all of New York City feels like. Tribeca right now because it's like quieter, less people are outside. Yeah. But Tribeca's charming. So you get off at Franklin Street. There's this fantastic coffee shop that I hope is still there because <laughs> everything's in question <laughs> right now. But um, yes. that's right there. And that station, when you exit that station, you're going to exit on a triangle, like a triangular island. And so yep. you kind of exit and you're standing in the middle of this thoroughfare. And that in itself has its own feel. Um, and there are Beautiful. restaurants um, to the left of you. There, uh, I know this is one of Stevie's favorite places, and it's become one of mine. There's um, the the uh, how was it the ancient bathhouse nearby? Yeah, ancient yeah. baths. Yeah, so place. I mean, yes. there's just so much to just get lost in. Tiny little boutiques that you would just easily walk by and miss. So many things. So many things. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. So that's my place. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Damali, for sharing with us a little bit about New York <sighs> uh, in the pre- and post-COVID world. Um, hopefully we'll all be able to get over there and check things out when things settle down a bit. But, yeah, once again, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Day and enjoy your next trip uh, to Franklin Street in Tribeca. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Diwali. Well, we've reached the end of the line on this edition of the Urban Heartbeat Global Commute. Thanks so much for sharing this ride with us. If you enjoyed commuting with us today, you can follow us onto the Instagram train at urbanheartbeat underscore travel. Or there's always the Facebook train under Urban Heartbeat, all one word. Thanks again for joining us today, and we look forward to sharing another commute with you in another city somewhere around the world. Bye for now.